Welcome back to MSO. Thanks for making us a part of your sports ball Saturday. The last Saturday of July, which means Greg Akers is going to join us in a little bit. We're going to cast Mike Miller in a movie. If you have any ideas on who would play Mike Miller in a movie, you can tweet me at Cerrito, tweet Greg at Greg Akers. You can text us 67129 is the text line here at Sports 56. This portion uh, of MSL is being brought to you by the Croc Center. It's a new kind of community center. The Ray and Joan Croc Center is a 100,000-square-foot recreation, education, worship, and arts center, and they've got all types of amenities from an uh, NBA-sized basketball court to indoor and outdoor soccer fields. Their aquatic center has an indoor pool, water slide, and a lazy river, and their splash pad outside is also now open. The fitness center's got cable TV on all the cardio equipment. There's a worship area, art rooms, theater, meeting rooms, which are perfect if you're going to have a company meeting or whether it is a, a, a birthday party or anniversary event, uh, you can reserve those meeting rooms right there in the the uh, middle of the city, right there at the, at the fairgrounds. Um, they've got classroom facilities, referral programs, and uh, all new remodeled Croc Cafe where you can uh, dine and hang out in there. Croc Center Memphis is at 800 East Parkway South, right next to Tiger Lane if you sign up. Uh, now you get uh, $32 a month for an individual or $53 a month for a household. Visit crocmemphis.org and go in there, walk around. If you've never seen Croc Center, it's amazing. There's no other facility like it in the, the Memphis area. Uh, awesome. they got dodgeball practice area in there, actually. They have dodgeball games that happen inside uh, Croc Center. It's awesome. And... Um, it's just amazing. Unlike anything else in the in the center, it's Croc Center Memphis, a new kind of community center right there next to Tiger Lane. Uh, go check them out. Become a member today. Are we going to practice there? We might practice there this week because that is is they actually literally have a dodgeball court set up. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm and, really upset that I can't participate in the dodgeball tournament this year. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I Dustin, am too. Dustin Starr just tweeting out that picture. Um, yeah, I'm upset. yeah, he's upset too. You know, we'll both we'll both be doing you know other, other things not as important as helping out the kids of youth villages and yeah. winning a dodgeball trophy. I'll be helping other kids in the Jackson area stay healthy or get healthy or learn how to come. Yeah, Mr. Jackson, Mississippi. All right, we're about to we're about to play. Hang up and listen. The phone number is three six zero eighty two fifty five. The first caller this week gets ten dollars to Ease twenty four hour cafe. Let's uh, go eat at Ease. Ease has four Memphis area locations. One right down the street from us, right down the mountain at Park and Mount Mariah. There's the original one on Union across the Methodist University Hospital. There's one on Summer. There's also one, the brand new one, on Poplar across from East High School. $10 to ease to the first winner. Ease is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Let's go eat at ease. Also, first caller will get $5 to TCBY. They've got Memphis area locations all over the place. Johnny, that's just for the first caller. The first caller gets the $10 to ease and the $5 to CBY. The best caller gets what this week? Well, this week's grand prize winner of Hang Up and Listen will get their choice of either $25 to Elfos or a pair of tickets to see 4,000 miles at Playhouse on the Square. All right. Uh, that's pretty cool. 4,000 miles currently playing at Playhouse on the Square. You know, Memphis' only professional theater at Union in Cooper. It's the perfect place to throw a party um, and uh, or a wedding reception because it's right there in the new historic Overton Square area that has just been, I mean, new. It's really weird to say it, but it is new. Like, Overton Square is back being what it was, but there's everything there is new, and including the new uh, Playhouse on the Square. If you have not seen a show there. Oh man, you got to go catch it. It's perfect for a date, right, CJ? You've been taking you take your dates up there all the time. They love going to see plays at Playhouse on the Square. They, they, oh, oh, you hadn't, you hadn't. Is my mom listening? <laughs> I hope Hold she's on. not. Oh, you've but, stepped your game up, man. Got, got it, got locked down you, while wait, you've been gone. Wait, what? You're locked down? Yeah, but you said they is what he was saying. Like, yeah, you said they, like. You, like I put a little sprinkle, sprinkle, magic, magic on him. Is he the new sleaze of Memphis over here? No, 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 no. Is that why you want us to to take that title away from Johnny and give it to you? You did say they. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) You're saying about the listeners, the listeners' girlfriends is what you're saying. No, I was saying I've taken dates there. It's nothing wrong with dating. Is there? No, there's nothing wrong with dating. But you should never let a girl know that you have taken another date to the same place that you took her to. 
it's three different playhouses, right? The circuit, it's <laughs> courthouse. Like they, they're never in the same one. Okay, it's a, it's a great time. Got gotcha, you. Got he. No, like he that. goes to like he does the like the Flintstone thing where he's the on circuit. a date with all three of the girls at one time at all three theaters, and he's walking in between them across the street. Like, oh, I gotta, I'll go. I gotta go uh, get some popcorn, and goes up and goes and goes to the other one. Is like, I gotta get some wine. Gets up and go, is that what you do? And you know, Hattie Lou is right next door, so I just take one there too. Look at you, Knock man. Knock four out. Look at you. But, but yeah, seriousness. Been pimping since been pimping since been pimping. Four thousand miles is currently playing. <laughs> it's got a, one of the. This is this is something that will I know make Johnny Radio probably want to attend. It's got an, a strong language advisory on this play, uh, and it's about biking from Seattle to New York. It's kind of a very sporty uh, type of a movie. Leo biked for a month from Seattle to New York, um, and uh, sounds pretty cool. It was awarded Time Magazine's number one play of twenty twelve. And that's what we've got tickets for today. 4,000 miles currently playing at Playhouse on, on the Square. And their great wine performance is coming up on August 19th from 6 to 8 p.m., which is an evening of trivia, great wine, and even greater fun. This year's theme is a celebration of their 45th anniversary. Wow, 45th anniversary. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a season celebration, annual event, the great wine performances. Get your tickets to that. Play us on the square.org. Let's play some Hang Up and Listen. Yeah. Oh, see, uh, here we go. Beat. Yeah, yeah. 360-8255 is the phone number. 360-8255. Call and say whatever you want. As long as you end your phone call with Hang Up and Listen. It's been a long time since we played this. This seems It's been since like June. We've not played Hang Up and Listen since June. It's supposed to be every week at high noon. But, you know, it's it's summertime. Things happen, right? That's why it took so long to find the clip. Right. <laughs> you have to look in the archives. It's been so long. All right, Samuel. Samuel, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSO. How you doing, guys? What's up, Samuel? What's, What's up, man? Uh, you know, I can remember when uh, uh, Michael Jordan retired, uh, a lot of the Bulls jumped off the uh, Bulls bandwagon. And the uh, same thing with uh, Magic Johnson when, when he retired, uh, a lot of the uh, Lakers fans jumped off. I got asked, uh, Marcus Hunter, with all the uh, defection the uh, Miami Heat has, is he still a uh, Miami Heat fan? And I hang him and listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, thanks, Samuel. Well, Samuel, I have to say that yes, I am still a Miami Heat fan. Will always be a Miami Heat fan, um, and mainly because I've, I'm, I've been a Heat fan since before Dwayne Wade, before Shaquille O'Neal, before LeBron James, and I actually think that the Miami Heat will make the playoffs this year and be contending for the Eastern Conference crown. Um, <laughs> what is so funny about that? I mean, they kept Chris Bosh, they got Lou Aldang, they, I mean. Listen to me. Listen to me. I went back and watched the 2006 NBA Finals with Dwayne Wade. I think part of Dwayne Wade's problem was the fact that he had LeBron James on the team with him. LeBron James was such a dynamic person and a dynamic player. Dwayne Wade took a step back. I think now Dwayne Wade is going to take the team over again. He may not be the same player, but I believe that he'll get that team into a position that they can compete for the Eastern Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm a Miami Heat fan through and through. Won't change that. It'll, it'll truly be tested. You wear, you say that while you wear a Charlotte Hornets hat. It's, it's a throwback. Char- Charlotte Hornets. Alonzo Mourning played for the Charlotte Hornets. He went to Miami. That's how I became a Miami Heat fan, and I stuck with the Miami Heat from there. Okay, three six explains it all. Three six zero eighty two fifty five is the phone number. We're playing. Hang up and listen. The winner this week. Not only the Playhouse on the Square tickets, or you have the choice between that, which uh, as, as CJ has well documented, is a perfect place to take all your ladies, all of them. And, but we're only giving you two tickets, so it's, it's only going to be one time. Uh, or you get $25 to El Folks Restaurant in Germantown, which is the best restaurant in the entire city. We're yeah. going to go to Chris. Chris, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. What's up, Chris? How you guys doing? What's up? Good. I want to ask all the folks out there, man, what's the, what's the problem with uh, all of the people around here complaining? About what? What happened? What he happened? just hung up. Right. He didn't say he hung up and he did not say the, the catchphrase. So I don't know what happened. You could call back in. Yeah, I think he just got disconnected. Call back in, Chris. Yeah, Chris, call back in. I was wanting to know what people were complaining about. <laughs> Remember, you have to end your phone call when I'm going to hang up and listen for us to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, and it does help if you are a little bit more detailed about your complaining about what I don't know what he could, what could he possibly be talking about the humidity is too low today it's too beautiful outside today or they can what are they complaining you're saying global warming 
No, that's not what they're all complaining about. Have you, have you noticed how beautiful the weather is right now? This, this has been a very cool summer. Cool July. It's a very pro-global warming. <laughs> yes, very pro-global warming. It's like, hey, climate change, if it's happening... Uh, and after this front row, good. after this front <laughs> row this weekend, it's going to warm back up Monday and Tuesday, and then another front's going to roll back in. And it's going to cool down again with low humidity. It's 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 been pretty good weather yeah. without without question for July. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're 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 playing uh, hang up on some three six zero eighty two fifty five. What could he have been saying? Tired of he's tired of people complaining about what. It's not Josh Pastner hiring Lawson. That's what he had to do, right? Nobody's complaining about that. No. Tired about people complaining about... Let's just come up with a new game. What are people tired of people complaining about? Yeah, what are people tired of... It's, it can't be the Lawson. It can't be the Lawsons. Um, and there's just not much else going on. I mean, there's LeBron. Maybe, uh, that's, been, maybe that's, that's it. Tired, that's of people, down. tired of people complaining about LeBron James leaving. But that's been... I mean, that's been going on for so long. Tired of people complaining about... Let's go back to Chris. I don't know. Who knows? It could be something. It could be anything. It could be anything. Let's find out what it is, Chris. What are people tired about complaining about? How you guys doing? What's, What's up? up? I was talking about that my phone was dropped, but you, you're exactly right. What I was going to talk about was why so many people complaining about the Lawson deal. I mean, if you just think about it, I mean, how long have coaches been hiring, you know, folks just to get, you know, the person they want on the team. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, somebody, Danny Manning, somebody hired his dad as a janitor or something and paid him about a hundred grand a year, you know, because they wanted Danny Manning. So it's been going on forever. And besides that, really, if you think about it, the guy has the potential to do it. I mean, you know, he is a coach and then he's bringing some top talent. It just happens to be his kid. So who cares? I mean, bottom line is as long as you can bring talent, you're bringing talent. And then, you know, hey, look, Josh, do your thing, man. Whatever it takes to win, because I promise you, if you don't win, you will get fired. So you need to do everything within your power to win as long as it's legal. And so I, I just ask you guys, what do you think about that? And I hang up and listen. All right. Very good call, Chris. All right. So it was that. I, yeah, you were right. I'm trying to think about, you know, it was not difficult. I do think some people complain about it, but I don't think many people are. I think we said when we were out on Summer Avenue doing our, our, our live remote there at AutoZone. Uh-huh. When that story was breaking, we were that the idea that the, the passenger could be hiring him to be the assistant coach to bring in his kids, we said do it. And he has a good resume to be an assistant coach in college basketball. Maybe not necessarily your first job at Memphis, yeah. but however, same thing goes for Josh Passner, right? Like his resume was good, like to be a head coach in college basketball. But was he good enough? Resume-wise, to be the head coach at Memphis for his first job, no. But he's done okay. Yes. And sometimes you gotta, you know, you you hire certain people for certain reasons. Pastor got hired because there was nobody else would take the job. Lawson got hired <laughs> because of his kids, but both of them qualified to do the job. But maybe a couple years too early, they got a higher profile job than they they should have got. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, the thing that ends with that is how you do once you get in that position and to Josh Passioner's credit he may not have ever gotten his team to the Sweet 16 but at least he's won conference championships at least he's gotten the recruits in and he's been able to keep uh, getting top level recruits at least he has gotten you to the NCAA tournament so it's not like Josh Passioner has not had any success even though he got the job probably before he was ready for that position so you never know maybe him bringing in Lawson and uh Maybe things can turn around for Josh Pastor because we all know that he can still get the talent in. He can still find ways to get the talent. But can he now take what he's now, learned in his first said, few years as a head coach and reel it in to be a to build a winner, a, it, a consist a bigger winner? And as you said, Lawson can for the rest of his life continue to produce more babies. Exactly. <laughs> you can always do that. We're, yeah. play, we're playing hang up and listen. If you hear somebody hang up and listen, that means there's an open phone line. Right now we're jam packed with callers. We're gonna go Pete Peter, Peter, you're in the dirty dove. What's up, Peter? You're on hang up and listen. So, uh, yeah, talking about the Tigers, a lot of expectations to make a bowl this year, but uh, 80% of teams finish within two wins of their last year's record, either up or down. So is 5-7 and seven good enough, or do they got to make a bowl to satisfy, uh, or to seem like they're on, on pace for the progress that we wanted to make? And I'll hang up and listen for your opinion. All right, thanks, Peter. All right, thank you. This is this is one of those weeks as we slowly it's creeping up college football, and I can't wait because we love doing this show during college football season. Uh, 
uh, every Saturday so much goes on because it's the opposite of what it is like right now, which is nothing's going on. But Memphis football schedule, realistically, if you want to go through it real fast, Mark, and see what they're what they're. Yeah, can I interject? Can I interject, yeah. please? Yeah, go ahead. If, if Memphis football schedule was a hand in spades, and I'm looking at my spades hand right now, I say, you know what? I have one in a possible. I might bid nil. That's what I might do. All right, a, a spades analogy uh, from CJ. Week one, home at Austin P on August the 30th, which means uh, we are creeping up on one month until Tiger football kicks off. Uh, week one against Austin P, you win that one. You go on the road to UCLA, you lose that one. So you're one and one when you go uh, at back home against Middle Tennessee. Who knows what happens in the Middle Tennessee game, right? Yeah. We'll give them that one a win. That's a throw, uh, you know, toss up. We'll give it a win. So okay. they're, we'll say they're two and one going at Ole Miss. You'll say they're two and one. Yes, Austin P and Middle Tennessee. Why would you give them Middle Tennessee? Because it's the first toss up. The next toss up, we're going to give them a loss. All right, uh, <laughs> at Ole Miss. At loss. Ole Miss, there's a loss, so they're two and two. At Cincinnati, it's a loss, loss. so they're three and two. Versus Houston at home. Uh, don't know what this Houston team's going to look like. And we'll call that one a, t- a toss-up currently. And I know what that look going to look like. Houston is going to look better than Memphis. <laughs> Almost beating Houston is the same as losing to Houston. Give them a no, loss. I do. I think they're 2-4. And, four. and then they're this. at SMU. They're going to lose. They're 2-5. Yep. and five. They're versus Tulsa at home. They're 2-6. and six. Yep. They're at Temple. They're 3-6. and six. They're yeah. at Tulane. They're 4-6. and six. They're at uh, home against USF. They are... Four and seven. Four and seven, yeah. and then they play Connecticut at home. They're five and seven. I think the best they can do is five and seven. So five and eight. We beat I mean. South Florida last eight. year. So I think Peter's right. Five and seven. Eighty percent better. Right. I think Peter. Two, two, two more wins. I think it's. I think it can happen. Yeah. Five and seven. I think it's possible. That's their ceiling. They're not doing any better than that. And if they do, that means they're going to a bowl, and it's an unbelievable, uh, uh, unbelievable moment. A party and probably in New Orleans for a New Orleans bowl. But I mean, if you if you, if you go six and six, you're going to have to have some luck. But who if you go five and seven, you're going to have to have some luck. This is true, but this is—I mean—but we're being generous at five and seven, so a which bowl is game. pretty bad. Like at this point in the Fuente <laughs> era, shouldn't we be a little bit more confident? Should be. Should no, be. they were so the program was so too bad. Like it's a—it was an unhealthy program. So five wins is good. Five wins is five good. wins is phenomenal. If they can do five, you CJ does not think five is going to happen. What are you saying? Three. You think three? Debbie, you're definitely going to be on three because they're going to beat Austin go P. They're going to beat Austin P and two other teams. They're going to do it. They, did they should beat Austin P. If it storms that night, all bets are off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any Tiger game, if it, if it sprinkles, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, French Bay's first game as a Tiger coach losing at home to a uh, division, whatever they call it now. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, whatever. One double A. Uh, we're going to keep moving on. We're going to go to Myron. Myron's in Evergreen. What's up, Myron? You're going to hang up and listen to MSL on MSL. Uh, good morning, fellas. What's up? Uh, this is kind of topical. I got my preseason copy of Sporting News Pro Football Report where they're doing the predictions. And I think they may have been smoking something with this prediction of what's going to happen in the AFC South. Now, check this out. They've got Indiana being the best team in the division. I'll go along with that. But they have the Tennessee Titans predicted to be fourth. Now, keep in mind, last year the Tennessee Titans were seven and nine, and Houston was two and fourteen. Jacksonville was four and twelve. What did Houston and Jacksonville do so well in the off season that's going to improve them? Where either one of them uh, should be considered better than a seven and nine Tennessee Titans team from last year? Do you fellows agree with me that this prediction, Sport News, is nonsense? I'll hang up and listen. All right, thank you, Myra. Good call. I do agree with you. I think that's nonsense. Yeah, that is nonsense. Indiana won, yes. Houston spiraled out of control last year in in the wrong direction, uh-huh. and Jacksonville is not going to be good. Jacksonville is going to be awful. I can see Houston maybe being able to be better than Tennessee because Houston doesn't have bad players. They just, they had, just a had really a bad, bad season. They had a really bad year. Yeah, anybody can year. have. Uh-huh. But can they bounce back? I mean, from look that? what Did they do. Anything to tell you that they're going to bounce back from that? Titans. I mean, they got Michael Orr. They got the a new coach. Season. They got a new coach and. Um, they got a new quarterback. I mean, a new quarterback who's not really that great, but they got a new quarterback. Yeah. You know, I can see Tennessee being the number two team in that division. I, I like the Tennessee Titans. I like the moves the Titans made over the offseason better than the moves that Houston or Jacksonville made. So you would conceivably think that Tennessee would finish number two in that division. 
Because last year, I thought Tennessee had enough talent to make a playoff push, and I think they probably could have without some injuries. But I mean, do you agree the Colts are going to be number one? They've got yes. the, the best player in the division yep. at Andrew quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is up in the air yeah. about who's going to be number it's two, but it's not going to be Jacksonville. No. So you got it's Houston and, and, and the Titans. The Titans could have a good year. They, they could. They, they it could put something together. You don't believe? No, they can't have a good mid- year. Why can't they not they, have a good year? They're struggling mid- middle of the season. They get on the phone with Michael Orr's mother, uh, Leanne Tui. They call Taco Bell on... Um, on Highland or wherever, the Prescott Taco Bell, and they say, can we speak to Leanne Tui? And they're like, and she answers the phone, and she's like, here's what you need to do to turn this around. So they've got Leanne Tui on the line. It's like if Hillary Clinton ever becomes president, you know, you always got Bill Clinton there, you know, to come in and save an emergency. You've got, if you have Michael Warren on your team, you always got Leanne Tui to come in and save you uh, from a coaching perspective. And that's a package deal that you get there. That is a package deal. That is she a will deal come out that you and not get I saw else. the blind side, and she will coach you to victory. Yes, she will. All right, got to keep moving on. Hang up and listen. We're going to go to Mike. He's in Cordova. What's up, Mike? Yeah, um, uh, I don't think the Titans would be lucky if they finish third in that division. They don't have a quarterback. They're a bunch of losers. <laughs> they always have been a bunch of losers. The uh, so one thing about the Tiger side that's going to go on, uh, you know, they had Houston beat... And uh, they also, Tulsa wasn't very good last year. So, you know, they had Houston beat down the end in Houston until they threw that interception. They were going to go go up two touchdowns. But anyway, I was going to ask Marcus, and he's one of those black guys that voted down there that screwed up the Republican primary for uh, Chris McDaniel. <laughs> were you, Marcus? <laughs> That was it was the big election in Mississippi where you live now. Are, are we changing the rules of the game? Uh, he's not. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's right. And, uh, and, one, and, and uh, one other thing is, <laughs> who do you think the first Grizzly will be traded? And I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. <laughs> All right. Where right. are you one of those black guys? Are you one of those black guys, Marcus? As uh, another random black guy, I asked. That was a big deal. That was a big deal in Mississippi, a, it right? It was a huge. It, it is the Republican still, primary. They went after the not black over. vote. It is still going on. It is not over. Um, no, I did not vote for Chris McDaniel. Um, <laughs> you don't listen, have to reveal your votes on air. I, I didn't vote for Chris McDaniel. Um, because I mean, but the thing about that uh, that, that whole situation is. I mean, Thad Cochran is an older guy. He knew that he needed the support from uh, Democrats and especially black Democrats in the Jackson area to be able to win that election. And he went out and got those votes. And a lot of black Democrats voted for Thad Cochran because they didn't feel that he could actually win the uh, general election. And and, and they think that Chris McDaniel would have had a better shot at it. So. It's one of those things like you vote for one guy hoping that he'll lose to the next guy. So, But I was not one of those guys that screwed up that whole deal. I think Chris McDaniel is just wasting his time with all these lawsuits and everything. Mike had a three-point call. And and the first part talking about – because we're this, we've been talking about the Titans for a minute and the Tigers because football season is approaching. And I want to throw this question out there to you, Marcus, CJ as well, uh, Johnny, wherever he is. Who has the better quarterback, the Memphis Tigers or the Tennessee Titans? Uh, the Tennessee Titans. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I think with the confidence of which one of them will be able to succeed where they are at, like, sure, uh, Lynch is not going to get picked. Uh, you know, to, and he's, not, he's not an NFL quality quarterback, but, like, <laughs> it, could he be one of the better quarterbacks in the American Athletic Conference? Possibly. No. Better. You, so mm-hmm. you're saying better quarterback in, or quarterback and in the where best they situation? Are. Yeah. Well, where they are, like, against their competition. I mean, what happened last year to make you think that he's going to do anything? I, that he has the the confidence of Coach Fuente. I do think Fuente, who is a, a quarterback guy, is a believer in, in Paxton Lynch as the quarterback for the Memphis Tigers. He got a year under his belt. He does have the size and, and some of the skills, he right, does. CJ? To, I mean, he to pull does, this off. but and then he is the first Tigers quarterback since God knows when to be the opening day starter two years in a row. And I mean, he, he has a decent arm. He's got to get more comfortable, you know, with pressure coming at him because he's going to constantly be under pressure until they get that offensive line I, listen, thing. I just think out. he's, but he's got, he's got some. 
I just see Paxton Lynch as the guy having the potential to to succeed where he is at. Locker, I have no confidence whatsoever to succeed in the NFL as quarterback. That's because that's, that's because Mettenberger is going to beat out Jake Locker at some point in the season, and he's going to take over. And Zach Mettenberger is a I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, I like what he did down at LSU, and I think that he can manage a game well enough for the Tennessee Titans. I just don't think Jake Locker. Unless he's on the run, can that's, that's, that is the difference. Locker can run, Mettenberger cannot. So if you if you're the Titans, do you want? It? it depends on how good your offensive line is. If your offensive line can give you a pocket, put Mettenberger in there. If your offensive line is going to struggle, you're going to need Jake Locker, a guy who can move around a little bit. So. I know that there's not an answer to the question because I have no idea. I don't know. I just throw, I just throwing that out there. <laughs> the last part of Mike's call was asking who's the first. Uh, I just throwing it out there. I think both. If you look at the Titans' quarterback situation, uh, and and the Tigers, I this could be. Who knows? It could be a, an unmitigated disaster. Uh, and Forte could be wrong about Lynch. Lynch did okay last year. He's not going to have uh, the whole piano man movement breathing down his neck this year. Uh, he's going to be the starter uh, with 100% confidence, and the fans aren't going to be questioning whether or not he should be. And we won't be questioning every week that he should be. Like he, We know he's going to be the quarterback every week to start the game for the Tigers for the whole year. So we know that. This, yeah. this time last year, barring injury, this yes. time last year we were campaigning for the YouTube sensation to yes. be the quarterback. and the, the guy who led the team to two wins to end the season the year before. The guy who led the team to um, a million hits on YouTube. I don't know how many hits it had, but... <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Zach Mettenberger did get sucker punched uh, last weekend, and uh, he got punched in the face at a bar by an Alabama fan. And I think he's—I think he can—he's he, the better quarterback just for being able to take a punch and uh, not care from an Alabama fan. Anyway, the next Grizzly to be traded, real quick. Um, I would say Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. TJ, do you have a guess? Tayshawn. Tayshawn. Uh, I, I don't. I think that, that I would have picked somebody else if I knew you were on Tayshawn because it could be Courtney Lee or Quincy Pondexter. All right, we're gonna go to our last caller this week on Hang Up and Listen. Adams and Carville, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. Hey guys, how's it going? What's so, up, Adam? So, Aaron, question about this Tigers hire on the, the coaching staff. I mean, I, I don't follow the high school recruiting as much as most people do, but uh, so so Pastor just wants to get all the Lawler boys. So is this just a publicity stunt that he's hiring like Jerry Lawler on the on coach staff and uh? <laughs> So I don't, I don't understand what he's getting at. I, mean, I know he's like the king of Memphis, but uh, I, I, I'm just curious because like last time, you know, I don't know if he can work. The boys can work with their dad because I worked with my dad at a celebration station, and he fired me for stealing tokens. I mean, I just ain't gonna work. I ain't blue. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. I'm fired for stealing tokens. <laughs> celebration uh, station. Josh, pa- Josh Pastor is not hiring Jerry Lawler. No. Uh, Lawson, not Lawler. Lawson. Lawson. But just well, I, like the but he want the he, I like the connection he was trying to make there. That's, that, that, that was definitely interesting. <laughs> now, 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 there is a question. If he is an assistant coach and his sons are playing with the team, uh, I don't know the background of how he is as far as coaching his kids. Is he, is he a little more lenient on his kids? Is he tough on his kids? Uh, will that cause a rift in the locker room? Maybe if the if, if the sons seem to be getting preferential treatment because they're the assistant coach's kids. I mean, those a lot of those things are going to come into question. That, that point we did we brought up before because you think of the – the whole I definitely comes into factor in recreational sports when yes. the dad is the coach and does the does the dad's kid play more when he shouldn't be and somebody's better than them on the team. So I would not be surprised that at some point in the Lawson era that that is a storyline that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, that's definitely going to have to come up. I mean, and if, the, and if his kids, but his kids are good well, though. His kids are good. Luckily, yeah, they are good. Yeah, <laughs> and right now, yeah, they're not going to get benched. Right now, they're going to be some of the best players on the team every year. Is what it's looking like. So, better question. Players can't accept gifts from coaches. Can he buy his kids gifts since yeah. he's their coach? Yeah, he can do that. They're, they're his kids. They're also players. But he's also a coach. I know, but in situations like uh, Derrick Rose's brother was on the team, Reggie Rose can buy Derrick Rose whatever he wants because they had a relationship well before the recruiting process started. So it's not like it, it, it doesn't come across as – you're doing this because he's playing basketball. You're doing this for him because that's your child, and that's what you should do as a father. All right, that does it for Hang Up and Listen this week. We're going to decide the winner over the commercial break. 
We have uh, a pair of tickets to playoffs on the square on the line or $25 to Elfos. We'll decide that winner when we come back. Plus, Greg Akers from the Memphis Flyer joins us every month. We're going to cast Mike Miller in a movie. Who would play Mike Miller in a movie? If you have have an idea, you can tweet me at Cerrito or you can tweet Marcus at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter or you can tweet Greg Akers at Greg Akers. We will do that uh, next right here on MSL on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Fish in Stats, presented by Auto Nation GMC. 3 till 6 every weekday, right here on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Welcome back to MSO. We just played Hang Up and Listen. The winner is getting a pair of tickets to play on the square or $25 to Elfo's Restaurant in Germantown. Marcus, who's the winner of Hang Up and Listen this week? Peter! All right, Peter. Give us a call back, 360-8255. Get set up with it, your prize. You have an option. Uh, two great prizes. Two great places to take a date or just uh, hang out. Congra- Peter! Congratulations, Peter. That was a fun addition to hang up and listen, but every month when it is the last Saturday of the month, we bring in our friend. He is the film and TV editor at the Memphis Flyer. His name is Greg Akers, and he joins us now. What's up, Mr. Akers? Hey, what's up, what's up? What it up, what up? All right, we're going to get into Castaway in a minute, our monthly segment where we cast a local sports star in a movie. This month it is Mike Miller. So, again, I will remind people they can tweet us at Cerrito or at Greg Akers or at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter on Twitter uh, with their ideas of who should play Mike Miller in a movie. If they ever make a movie about Mike Miller, who would play him? Uh, we will decide that in a little bit. You can also text us at 67129. That's the text line here at Sports 56 if you've got some ideas for that. But first, uh, Greg, this uh, was it last month you came on the show and you had, because in the flyer you had done this long list of your top movies of all time, according to Greg mm-hmm. Akers, like in 1990 or something. <laughs> That's right, yes. I kept a journal in 1989 and 1990. <laughs> and, uh, and I came across it, and uh, and and I, that's when I discovered my love for lists. So I have like fifty lists in this journal. Did you have a so, name for your journal? Uh, let me let me look at the cover. Uh, <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I think it's his journal. It's just, <laughs> it says journal, Greg Aker's journal, <laughs> and lots of pictures, like little drawings that I did of Batman. Did you uh, did you start the journal because of your love for uh, Doug Funny? Uh, no, I started because I had to for school, and then like <laughs> once that assignment was over, I just kept going. Okay. Probably, probably okay. So, so last month we got to make fun of you for your best movies, according mm-hmm. to Greg Akers in nineteen ninety, and I said that was so much fun. I wanted you to bring another list with you from your journal uh, this month, and of course, it's like your twentieth. Uh, you're at your twentieth uh, high school reunion this weekend. Yeah, yeah, this year, this, uh, weekend is 20th reunion, Carville High School, class of 94. And, uh, had a, had a great event last night and another one today and tonight. And so yeah, all this stuff is like fresh on my mind. So you're reminiscing already about the early 90s and. That's so, right. So we're going to go back in our time machine to Greg Akers 1990 and another list, another pop culture list from Greg Akers? Yes. All right, what do you got? And, what did you and, bring us? What did you bring us? So this is my top 20 song, and the date on it is July 25th, 1990. So this is exactly 24 years and a day ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) July 25th, 1990. (laughs) Uh, You brought this back in the DeLorean with the uh, Sports Almanac. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Except this will not make me any money. (laughs) Right. Okay, so number uh, number twenty, and this is—I'm pretty sure this is the worst list I've ever made. This is the worst <laughs> one in this, and God help me. Um, number twenty is "I Feel Good" by James Brown. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Number nineteen, "Wanted Dead or Alive" Bon Jovi. Oh, I love that song. 
Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Number eight. <laughs> I <do>. Number eight. <laughs> so far, this is Marcus's uh, 2014 yes. list. <laughs> it's matching up perfectly. I'm going to have to go ahead and download all of these songs. <laughs> Number 18, Straight Up, Paula Abdul. Oh. <laughs> Who, I, I love oh, Paula okay. Abdul. And yeah, me too. I, I still like her. I, still yeah, like, I like that song. Uh, number 17, Still a Favorite, Still of the Night by White Snake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number 16, Joy and Pain, Rob Bass and Joy DJ Dizzy Rock. And Pain. Ah. Marcus is loving this one. Sunshine. That, that song, rain, that, rain. that's still a top 50 song for me. I love that so song. Your, yeah. your top, so far, it's sounding like your top 20 songs from July 25th, 1990, or the top 25 played songs on Marcus's iPod. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say they are. (laughs) All right. Number 15? Number 15 is still, to this this day, it's my favorite song of all time. It takes two Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. (laughs) Really? (laughs) All right. All-time greatest song. Okay. And now it's going to start getting bad. 14 is (laughs) Turn This Mother Out by MC Hammer. This is a good list. I love it. We're going to make no. like a, a, a playlist, a Storify playlist or something. Or what is yeah. Spotify? Spotify playlist. Yeah. Right. Continue. Uh, number 13, Unskinny Bop by Poison. Unskinny Bop. All right. That's a good one. I, that, that's a that, that, good that's night. That's like a yeah. later, one of their later ones. I mean, why would that be my favorite Poison song? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's it's terrible. And number, I like them. They have better songs. Okay. Number 12. Cradle of Love by Billy Idol. All right. <laughs> Marcus's enthusiasm has gone down <laughs> since you since you've reached the top fourteen. Here. Yes, after turn this mother out. I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, well, you just wait. Number eleven, please hammer, don't hurt him. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the top ten. Here we go. Top ten this, songs this, according to Greg Akers on July twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. Top ten. Ten songs of all time. Of all time. Counting them down. Moving up to number ten. Number ten, <laughs> Poison by Bell Biv DeVoe. Oh, that's, that's never ever jam. trust a big button to smile. You can't do it. Nope. To- totally me. great song. Totally great song. Great song. Great song. The next nine. Okay. Number nine, Work This by MC Hammer. You're a big <laughs> MC Hammer fan. <laughs> number eight. Have you seen her by MC Hammer? Oh my! <laughs> have you seen her? Have you seen her? Tell, Tell me, have, have you seen her? <laughs> Which is a cover. He didn't even write that song. I know. Film and TV editor of the Memphis Flyers slash MC Hammer enthusiast. <laughs> Did you have hammer pants? Uh, no. The the first person other than MC Hammer I ever saw wearing those parachute pants was Denny Williams in high school, and I saw him last night uh, <laughs> at the reunion. So shout out to Denny. All right, Greg Akers continuing his countdown of the top 20 songs of all time. Number seven. Number seven, You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. (laughs) Okay, good. I was wondering if you were going to have some of the true Hammer classics. uh, Right. Like, you know, that's the one he's known for. I just hope Pumps and the Bumps is not on this list. (laughs) It's not. I'll I'll spoil it. That one's not. Uh, (laughs) Number six, though, Crime Story by MC Hammer. (laughs) I don't even remember that song. Are all these on the same CD? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. Because <laughs> he only like, had never like heard him. he only had like two records that sold. All right, number five. Number five, another cover. She's soft and wet by MC Hammer. Oh my <laughs> and that's a print song, but I didn't know that. <laughs> Thought it was a Hammer original. <laughs> <laughs> number four, Black is Black by MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea MC Hammer had this many songs. <laughs> you forget people act like he's a one-hit wonder, but Hammer had that whole se- Hammer time was full of great songs. I had it on tape, so I watched all the music. Oh videos. yeah, I had it on tape too. Oh my I might goodness. still have it on tape. Were you watching it when you made the list? No, I I couldn't bring myself to do that. All right, we, we're going to the top three. So far, MC Hammer has one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven spots on Greg Aker's top 20 songs of all time, circa 1990. What's number three? 
Number three, Let's Go Deeper by MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that song either. <laughs> that, that was you know, that was track twelve. Bad. Let's go album. deeper by MC Hammer. All right, so that's eight. <laughs> will he? Will MC Hammer be in the top two? All right, what is number two? Number two, Pray by MC Hammer. <laughs> Why did you, you know even what? need to make a list? <laughs> <laughs> I should have just done my favorite MC Hammer list. Right, your favorite MC Hammer songs. You could have done top twenty or top ten albums, and so MC Hammer could be like at one spot on that, and then maybe you could put some other ones. On. I was so confused the first time I saw the MC Hammer Pray video when it was a church scene. And he burst yeah. into the church dancing. I was like, you can't do that in church, but MC Hammer did. All right, here we go. Hey, that, that's a good song. That's it's a, good, a song. good song. So here, Greg Akers, the, the, Greg Akers, the film and TV editor at the Memphis Flyer, should be noted, not the music editor at the Memphis Flyer. And I <laughs> oh, think no. we may know why. Exactly. They you won't let why. me near that. Is <laughs> <laughs> going to give you, this is now the number one song on July 25th, 1990, according to Greg Akers. Dancing Machine by MC Hammer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Another <laughs> cover. It's not even his song. <laughs> But he half, did it so well, though. His top 20 songs are MC Hammer songs. Yeah, nine of them. Yeah, we had almost... Uh, uh, nine of the top nine. ten are yeah, MC not, Hammer. Oh, holy man. Nine of the top ten are MC Hammer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, <laughs> nine of the top nine are MC Yes, Hammer. nine of the top nine. <laughs> oh. Are you sure so, you so there are ten. Yeah, you're right. Greg there are ten. when you made that list? Yeah, What's that? Here. Yeah, there's ten. Yes, yeah. it's all. It's ten yeah. MC yeah. Hammer songs. Please, Hammer, don't hurt them. They're poisoned by BBD. Then please, then MC Hammer, 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 Hammer. Okay, let's let. Or have you requested any of these songs at your reunion? <laughs> well, they're still tonight. All right, yeah, so, yeah, so tonight you. you <laughs> all right, so I, Greg Akers likes go, MC Hammer in 1990. Now I have yeah. to go listen to "Let's all, Go Deeper" by MC Hammer. We all liked MC Hammer back then. We did. Yeah, MC Hammer. I don't yeah. know if we liked him this much, but can we change his intro to an MC Hammer song now? <laughs> oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> do dance, do dancing machine. <laughs> do do black on black. Okay, uh, Greg. Before they're black is black. Before before we uh, Greg get into uh, the casting Mike Miller uh, real fast, I know as bad as your music taste was in 1990, your movie taste is pretty good in 2014. Right. Um, movie and TV. Is there anything you've seen recently that you recommend people go check out? Um, <clears throat> there's there's a few there's one movie that is coming out next weekend that's really great. It's called I Origin. Uh, it's kind of a more of an indie movie. Um, but it, it has um, it, it. It's kind of a uh, philosophical science fiction movie. It's really terrific. Um, but I haven't seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yet, which is coming out next weekend, August first. Uh, and and actually, it's getting really good buzz. So it it might end up being pretty good. Um, and then the uh, the James Brown movie Get On Up uh, comes out next weekend too. So um, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, in terms of things that are out right now, I I haven't seen Planet of the Apes yet, which I really want to. I've seen that. Um, but and and Lucy came out this weekend, which I do want to see, which is Scarlett Johansson as a another superhero kind of character, uh, kind of an action movie. So uh, I think there's some good stuff out there. Now I heard um, I heard I heard a rumor that you were writing an MC Hammer biop, and you were hoping that <laughs> right. That, that Craig Brewer would direct that. No, uh, I've actually, I, Mark, did you see anything good recently? Edge of Tomorrow, I highly recommend the Tom Cruise movie. Very good mm -hmm. movie. Um, tremendous film. 22 Jump Street, I thought was one of the funniest movies I've seen. I in, haven't seen that one yet. Uh, in the theaters in a long time, at least since the first Hangover. Uh, 22 Jump Street, I thought was tremendous. Better than the first one. It's just hilarious. It's a hilarious movie. I have to go see that. I, have I was seen impressed. That I wasn't expecting it. The first one I thought was okay. This one I thought was great. The new, uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie is pretty good. I have seen that. And, like, if you like just movies and, and thinking about movies, then you probably loved Roger Ebert uh, while he was right. alive. And, mm -hmm. and there's a new documentary, you know, about him called Life Itself that, that opened this weekend. It's at Studio on the Square. And, yeah, I, uh, I definitely want to check that one out. That one sounds yeah. awesome. Okay, Greg, uh, it is that is it, it is that uh, time of the month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's that time of the month that we uh, like to cast a sports star in a movie we call The Castaway. Let's get this going right now. And now for our feature presentation. 
Okay, this month we're casting Mike Miller as a send-off for the very popular, one of the most popular Grizzlies players of all time, Mike Miller, of course, signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He'll be gone. So if they ever make a movie about Mike Miller, it'll include a stop or two in Memphis, probably, and Mm -hmm. a a couple of haircuts as well. And who would play Mike Miller in a movie? If they're making a movie about Mike Miller, who would play Mike Miller in a movie? We call this Castaway. Uh, Greg, are you ready? You got you got your ideas. Yes, I'm ready. All right, who do you have? Who do you have playing Mike Miller in a movie? Um, well, okay, the biggest name I have is James Franco, uh, and and he's good at having kind of easy looking facial hair going on and long mm-hmm. hair and things like that. He's a good actor. You know, he's not really athletic enough, but um, but if if we're going for a, like a good quality acted movie then I think I think we might consider James Franco. So James yeah, I can see James Franco and he does weird things so he would definitely probably yeah, commit to right. doing this movie. Right, right, right. Um if you if you want to go high plus a little bit of the look, um uh, Timothy Simons who is best known for playing Jonah on the HBO show Beep. Uh he's uh he's a really good actor and tall and I think if you if he could grow facial hair, I think he, he favors Mike Miller a little bit. What's his name? Timothy. Timothy Simons, S I M O N S. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you've seen Veep, you you would know him. He he has not been in all that much else. Okay, yeah, he he could he could uh, yeah. I'm a, I have not watched Veep yet, even though you you keep recommending that. Yeah, you need to get on that. Okay, yeah, he seems like he seems like he could he could work as a candidate. Mm-hmm. Again, because if it's a Mike Miller movie, it's probably not all going to be about Mike Miller. Um, he's probably going to be whoever's playing Mike Miller on the big screen is probably going to be a bigger movie of some something else. But uh, the LeBron uh, movie, right? The LeBron movie, and there's going to be a Mike Miller character in it. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, all right, anybody else on your list? I have several more. Um, the one who I'm starting to think might be my favorite is Timothy Oliphant, who is from Justified. Uh, he plays Raylan Gibbons on there. Uh, athletic, tall. Uh, probably right, right about the same, the right age. Um, uh, I think, I think he might be pretty good for that. Timothy Oliphant. Okay, yeah, he he looks he looks like that as well. On Justin, I've never watched Justified. Um, okay, you can uh, if you have an idea, you can tweet me at Cerrito, tweet Greg at Greg Acres, tweet Marcus at Marcus underscore underscore Hunter. We're also taking text at six seven one two nine. If you have any ideas on who should play uh, Mike Miller if they ever make a movie and uh, need to cast somebody to play Mike Miller, we do this every month. It is fun. Okay, so here's my ideas. I've got um, uh, number one pick. Now this is a you know, this is Mike Miller's cast. If they're going to make the character like a just a goofy character, Steve O, Steve O from from the yeah. Jackass. Yeah, I had him down. Uh, I think I think he could be really good. Steve, they, they really look alike. There are some pictures of Mike Miller where he looks exactly like Steve O, and and to me, this like Steve O, he'd have to be short haired Mike Miller, mm-hmm. and because there's short haired Mike Miller, and then there's long haired Mike Miller, and there's long haired facial hair Mike Miller. So you know how in movies, Acres, when they have like the person playing the younger version of the person, yes, yeah, and then they have the person playing the older version of the person. Like in this one, I would have somebody playing short-haired Mike Miller and somebody playing long-haired <laughs> Mike Miller. And right. for short hair, I'd have uh, Steve-O. But for for long hair, this is where we put spend all the money on the budget on. Uh, we'd get Matthew McConaughey from True Detective. Yeah, I like that. I like so that he's. Got, I think Matthew McConaughey, True Detective, kind of has the the hairstyle thing going on. Of a uh, a Mike Miller, so that would be my double casting uh, picks for Mike Miller. We've and had a couple I'm callers going, call in: oh, uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, Jeff Bridges. All right, Ethan <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Uh, and Je- I don't know about Jeff Bridges. You've had a uh, Ethan Hawke's good. Ethan Hawke's a good pick. Like if he's like seventy years old and looking back on his career, then he's the really old version of Mike <laughs> Miller. Got a tweet I, from Jonathan Martin. He said Eminem. Eminem, mm-hmm. I, I thought about Eminem, but then you're like, he's playing Jay Will if there's ever a movie, yeah, right? He will play Jay Will. Like, he would be the Jason Williams. Now, my pick to play Mike Miller, uh, he may be a little bit too old right now, uh, Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey could pull off a pretty good Mike Miller. You think so? Yeah, I think so. He's definitely getting older. Yeah, he's getting a little older, but he ha- but he's goofy, you know, kind of have the same kind of, you know, look about him. You know, he, he, can, he, can, he can have the short hair, the long hair, and the beard. You know, he's, he's had all the looks. For, Shannon for the- Tatum? I thought about him, but he's he's a little bit too pretty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and he'd have to, he'd have to be short haired Mike Miller. He's yeah, he, you're right. He probably he's got to be a little rugged, right? Yeah, I mean, there's something perfect, about yeah. Mike Miller's look that that uh, so we've got so we got Stevo and Ethan Hawke, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, That's good. That's good. I like that. He, okay. he was from uh, he was in Pacific Rim. Okay, um, Charlie Hunnam in Pacific Rim. Yeah, he could he could do it too. Yeah, looked him up, Charlie Hunnam. Um, that's a good pick, Jim Carrey. Marcus, I don't know if I'm on that board. I don't think Jim Carrey's going to get get cast. He probably costs too much, um, and I don't think he 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 would he would work out. But he'd probably do some funny facial expressions with the uh, mouth guards. Probably right, because yeah. <laughs> Mike Miller's always got that mouth guard. All right, we're trying to cast cast Mike Miller in a movie. Uh, getting getting your suggestions, you can tweet him um, at Cerrito. What about that guy oh. from um um. That movie, that is not going to be the guy from that movie, yeah, Jay, Jay Bruchel or something like that from the movie. Um... Yeah, I can't okay. Think of anyway, Matt, Jay Mar- what? Jay, <laughs> Jay Bruchel, I think that's from how you what say movie? His last name. All right, what? Marcus, from what movie? Look it up. Uh, we had Mallory uh, tweet me. She is, she's agreeing with the Matthew McConaughey True Detective um, idea. I do think that. Uh, could work. It'd be a, a little bit like not straight up the true detective Matthew McConaughey because he'd have to gain a little bit more weight back, probably a little bit yeah. more muscle mass on him. But kind of that look and vibe is a the the uh, very Mike Millerish in, in a lot of ways. This is the end. Tropic Thunder. That guy, the best friend from This Is the End. The best the best friend from This Is the End. Yes. There's a best friend in This the, Is the End. The little scrawny guy. Yeah, a little scrawny guy. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, the little scrawny guy. Oh, no, 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 no. Call it did just oh, call in goodness. and say Rob Van Oh, Jay Baruchel. Yeah, Baruchel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Baruchel. All right, we got a Vanilla Ice from one of the callers as well. <laughs> vanilla Ice comeback to be playing uh, Mike Miller. I think that yeah, could work. I don't know what he looks like today. And his acting skills also not nearly as good as Steve-O's. So <laughs> we probably would go Steve-O first on that. I do like Steve-O. Steve-O, there's some pictures. I'll tweet out a picture that I found when I was looking up people who look like Mike Miller. There's one that Mike Miller looks just like Steve-O, like exactly mm-hmm. like Steve-O. So certain, uh, he's just got the, uh, the Steve-O look to him. So I think we've got a bunch of good candidates for uh, the Mike Miller movie. This is exciting. And I'll put a few more out on Twitter. because uh, uh, I was thinking Joel Kinnaman, uh, who was in the new RoboCop, and he's in The Killing, uh, that AMC TV show. Um, okay. He, uh, I think he has a pretty good look for it, too. Okay, uh, we are running short on time, Greg, so we've got to get to your favorite segment that we do every month, which is uh, you telling us why we should hate Nashville. Let's do that right now. What about Nashville? Oh, yeah, what about Nashville? Well, let's go burn on Nashville down, set it all aflame. Barbecue those greeds, head make country weak and lame. Burn, burn, Nash Vegas, cleanse its rancid soul. Burn, burn, rancid too, make it a big black hole. Yeah! All right, Greg, why does Nashville suck this month? Nashville sucks this month, as my colleague Chris Davis pointed out at the Mr. Flyer, uh, um, that at, uh, Nashville has a total Elvis fixation, and they want to steal him from Memphis and Tupelo. And so, like, everywhere in Nashville are pictures of Elvis, statues of Elvis, and weird statues of Elvis with, like, as Davis says, the head of a 70s Elvis sprouts from the body of a 50s Elvis. Uh, and so, so they totally love Elvis. And once again, they can't have anything that they produce. They must steal it from Memphis. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've seen that trend happening too uh, with Nashville. It's very upsetting. But technically, he's from Tupelo. That's right. There's no technical. Yeah. If you were if you lived in a city or if you were born in that city, you could say you're from that city. I mean, you're from that city. He's definitely not from Nashville. Though. He performed in Nashville a couple of times. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, and, Greg. And appreciate he, he you. Did record there. Whatever. Greg, you appreciate you joining us. Uh, the Memphis Flyers, Greg Eggers. We're the Memphis Flyers uh, MSL this week because we're on page six. All right. We'll 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 talk to you next month, Greg. Thanks. All right, guys. All right. That's our show for Kevin Life, Johnny Radio, CJ Hurt, Marcus Hunter. And everybody else, we will uh, talk to you next week from high atop Mount Moriah. See you tonight at the Sports Bowl. All back.